0: This podcast was brought to you by Israel Experience.
1: Oh my God, MITF has a new podcast.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Secret Life of a Non Israeli. Today we have Marni Velia. Hi. Hello and we're going to talk about
1: I'm going to talk about the language barrier here in Israel and my process in learning Hebrew
0: and then also to kind of spice things up we got a bunch of submissions for different confessions and questions that they have for the podcast and so we're going to be reading a couple of those out giving up our insight and uh, yeah hearing some juicy information from our fellows
2: yes I was waiting for a confession episode it's time it's time before we're going to start, just a disclaimer, um, the usual disclaimer, the podcast meant to share different stories and point of views. This is not a professional opinion. It meant for fun and to give a relatable and realistic perspective. So, banot, banot, ba where are we starting from? The language barrier, the confessions?
0: Start with the language barrier. Let's talk about it. Do you want to introduce your guest? Oh, so our guest here is Marnie. Um, So, Marnie, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. My name is Marnie. I live here in Batyam with the rest of the MITF fellows in Batyam, and I love being on this program. And
0: Where are you from originally? I'm
1: from Connecticut in the United States of America. I went to school at Virginia Tech, and then I came here after college to Israel, and I'm loving it.
0: Awesome. And then what was your level of Hebrew before you came on this program?
1: I knew I learned the alphabet in religious school. And that was pretty much it, except I was always really interested in learning Hebrew, but I didn't have a baseline. So I would ask around two people that spoke Hebrew and they would just teach me random sentences. Such as? Give us some. uh, Okay. For example, I learned how to say... Hey, you, you in the panda suit. <laughs> a that
2: really random word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the first phrase in Hebrew that I learned. Hey, ata panda. And right when I got there. Like, here, wh- I what was the context? Wh-
2: why would anyone teach you, hey, hey panda? Like, I've never heard that. Right.
1: Honestly, I couldn't tell you. It was so like, long ago. Like, is it a it's summer camp? Is summer it a- camp. Oh, okay. Absolutely, summer camp. That's where I learned a lot of things. I learned how to uh, say. I learned some pickup lines, but we can get into those later if we want.
0: Give us one. Give it to us now. The yeah. first
1: one I learned was, it was really funny because I was in Israel and I was leading a trip, and my one of my co counselors who was Israeli taught me this and told me to say it to someone, but didn't tell me what it meant. Uh-oh. So I said and then the, I asked them that, and they said yes, can. And I would say "Havera zelokir na'im la-kir. and the whole sentence means "Do you have a girlfriend?" And then they say yes. And then you say, a girlfriend is not a wall. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and I went up to someone and said this, and they reacted. It was really funny, and they <laughs> half didn't know what I was saying because I, I still was learning how to say it. And my co-counselor thought it was really funny. It's so <laughs>
0: funny how things sound better in Hebrew sometimes. Like, they rhyme better. Like, there's just rolls off the tongue. Like all Something like lines, that obviously all, sounds yes, so much better in Hebrew. It's amazing.
2: I loved about Marnie how in the beginning of the year, she didn't know how to say good morning, but she you knew how to say... <laughs> right.
1: I skipped some levels. I still don't know how to say the colors, but I can say, like. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest stuff.
2: That's awesome.
0: Um, do you feel like people around you, like people in this country, are really helpful when it comes to learning Hebrew or like they're very relaxed about it? Or do you think.
1: Most people, yes. A lot of people are very excited to see someone who comes here and wants to learn and is really putting in an effort to learn because it's very easy to get stuck in the, you can get around with just English here. So it's very easy to get stuck not even wanting to try. So I think that people really appreciate seeing someone who really wants to be able to talk to them in Hebrew. So if they start talking to me in English, I say, no, 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 like if you have time, I would love if we could speak in Hebrew and you could help me and and you could teach me some of these words. And they, they love it. It's really fun.
2: I actually have a question. Because just not long ago, I talked with a friend who's American who lives here for two years now. And she said that she doesn't feel like she needs to learn Hebrew because she lives in Tel Aviv and everyone speaks English. Do you feel like it's true or there's still a language barrier?
1: It's different in Batyam because there's not a lot of English spoken there at all. So if you want to get around, you either have to learn Russian or Hebrew. And I'm not going to learn Russian yet. (laughs) So in Batyam... It's important to know Hebrew, but in our apartment and in my, a lot of my friends, they do know a lot of Hebrew. So if I really needed, especially at the beginning, there was like the designated people that would help us at the stores Mm -hmm. and do a lot of, ask a lot of questions and order food for us and make our reservations because they were the ones that knew Hebrew. In Tel Aviv, you can definitely get around, but I do think that part of living somewhere, if you want to have the full experience, you need to be able to speak with them. It's one of the basic things that you should be able to do to meet the people on the street and to meet the most amount of people possible and really feel the experience. And if, if I'm moving somewhere new, I shouldn't be asking them to change for me. I should be changing my, not changing myself, but I should be adapting to be able to fit with their lifestyle.
0: Yeah. It's like when, uh, like immigrants come into the States and people are like, just learn English. Like, <laughs> who, who came to the States? Whenever, like, it's like a joke that people, well, it's actually not really nice, but in the States they're like, why don't you just learn English? Like, why are you speaking your native language?
2: Americans are difficult.
0: Oh, yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Americans are hard. Yes. So sorry.
0: Um, Do you have any tips for people who are learning Hebrew?
1: Yes. Just keep trying. It's so hard, but, I don't know. You guys both know you saw me at the beginning and you saw me now. I'm just trying and it's embarrassing and I mess up all the time. And the things that I've been able to learn just because I, if I don't understand something, I just ask, what was that? What was that? What was that? And I ask them 17 times and then I finally remember it and it's really rewarding. So my advice is to just please just keep trying and actually go to your Hebrew classes and do your Hebrew homework, and if you start in the beginning with that as one of your priorities, then every day, every week, you'll learn something new.
0: Shai, correct me if I'm wrong, but Marnie's definitely like the person who got the best at Hebrew this year.
2: For sure. Marnie started really, like I wasn't kidding when she didn't know like a a word, and now...
0: Now she likes to talk just in Hebrew. Just in Hebrew, (laughs) you can have a whole
2: conversation, you understand everything we say. Yeah. Like love love no, Marnie Marnie loves to
0: correct me. I'm I'm originally from Israel, like I was born here and I grew up speaking Hebrew most of my life, and so she likes to say, "Well, actually, this is what you say in Hebrew if you knew the language." But you know, I'm just so much better than you in Hebrew. So (laughs) if you
1: actually knew Hebrew, you would know how to
0: say nice neighborhood, but you don't. I know, no, because there's just so many gaps for me that I don't know these words, and then you'll learn them out of these random people or like in your classes. You want to
1: know the last thing that someone taught me? What? This is a good one. It's a it's another pickup line. Perfect. So in Hebrew, it says, Perfect. It means... Perfect.
2: Yeah, I've just been, skipped some levels. That's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know the color blue or green. <laughs>
0: it
1: means I've been picking my nose for 24 years, but I've never found a treasure like you.
0: Aw, Marnie, I would marry you if you tell me that. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> it gets oh, good reactions. You are just too sweet, aren't you? <laughs> um, do you think any people treat you differently if you're like because you don't speak fluent Hebrew, like if you have an accent?
1: Yes, a lot of people look at. English speakers or Americans a certain way in Israel.
2: You mean in a bad way?
1: In a interest in a different way. In a bad way, but also a good way. But the yeah, but the I way guess that, it goes both ways. Right, like they look at the the English speakers and the <coughs> Americans and they say, oh, you're here on birthright, and you're here for five days, and and you're gonna love me because I'm a sexy Israeli man in my army uniform, <laughs> and hey, you you don't understand what I'm saying, and and. They treat you a certain way because you seem like you're just here for ten days on birthright to have a good time. Mm. So that's another reason that learning Hebrew is so important because then you can you can be like, "Hey, I'm not a tourist, actually, I live here." I do think that they that sometimes people treat, me nicer because i'm speaking in english because they a lot of israelis a lot of israelis really think it's cool and they they want to learn from you and they a lot of them think that americans and english speakers are just really cool
0: yeah they like try to practice your like their english with you and then you're like no i'm in israel i'm the one that wants to practice hebrew like no fair right but like speaking english is like a like a
1: treasure yeah here or something like people think it's really awesome that that english is your is my native language so they really
2: also think israelis are really curious about people from different cultures yes so like every time someone like it happens even to me a lot that people just ask me hey how do i get here or there and i'm like oh but wait, where are you from Aww. we just like get curious about where people are from
0: yeah, that actually happened to me right before we came here. <laughs> we went to go get lunch, and um, the woman that was like making my food, she was from France, from Paris. And her and I were like talking about in English, like, "Oh, where are you from?" And like, both of us didn't know how to say chopsticks, and so we had to ask yeah. other
1: people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we know how to say.
2: <laughs> okay. Was it something that you were scared of before coming here, knowing you don't speak the language?
1: Yes. I was nervous about not really knowing Hebrew when I came here. And I've always really enjoyed spending time with Israelis. So I've always asked them to teach me. But especially right before I came, I was very close with one Israeli. And she started giving me little Hebrew cafe lessons. For things I should that? know before I got here, she was the Israel Fellow at my what? school, at Virginia Tech.
2: So Why do you have other Israelis? What? Oh, is she cheating
1: on
0: you, Shai? Yeah.
2: Money, I also gave you Hebrew cards, and I don't she think you gave Dana me did. Hebrew cards.
0: <laughs> oh, those were really cute. Those are all over our apartment now. That's also a helpful thing, like uh, putting like sticky notes all over the apartment. I know some other apartments do that, like on the mirror and like it says, like on the door and it says, like just so you could see it every day. And it has the word. And it gave me the idea to do that at my school, too. Oh, yeah. Like
1: whiteboard on the whiteboard. And they're like, whiteboard. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) whiteboard. Good job. (laughs) Anyway, I started learning a little bit before I came and I was very nervous. But that's just why I made it a point to really start right when I got here to learn more and more and more. And I was really scared to talk to people at the shops and everything, but now I just kind of realized that I just have to understand that I am learning and that it's a slow process. So I just tell the people that I'm talking to, hey, by the way, can you speak slower? I'm still mm-hmm. learning Hebrew and it makes everything okay.
0: Yeah. Sometimes they go so fast and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa slow down, slow down.
1: <laughs> That's the word I say the most in Hebrew is slower, please. Yeah. Or, like, again, or
0: can you repeat that? Can yeah. you please talk slower? And everyone does. Someone gave me a good tip once, actually, because I, like, sometimes I'll miss the first time. And he's like, don't ask them to say it to you again. Say them, ask them to say it to you again in Hebrew. So that way, like, they know to repeat it. But, like, sometimes they'll just, like, repeat it and they'll say it in English. And you're like, no, like, I still want to practice. And I want to know what you're saying. I want to understand the vocabulary, but just go slower. You're going yeah, so Yeah, or fast. don't use so much slang. Yeah, don't like don't use high level. Talk words. to me like I'm in first
1: grade Yeah, and then I can understand.
0: And it. Hebrew doesn't have that many words. It's like a very no. poor language is whatever it says. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not going to take as much work I think than learning English, but also it has all of all these tenses and m- feminine and masculine. There are nine ways. Oh my god. There
1: are nine ways to say the same word in the past tense. It's Just awful. in one tense there's nine ways. And to all say the words
0: it. sound the same. <laughs> it's <Just> really <laughs> hard. But also you get confused because you know Spanish too. Like you learned in yeah. school, in university. Yeah. And so when we went to Spain together, you kept mixing up like Hebrew and it Spanish It was so words. weird
1: on the airplane. All I was hearing was English, Spanish, and Hebrew. And it was like my brain, my brain was exploding because I could understand the sentences that were in one third English, one third Spanish, <laughs> and one third Hebrew. And I was like, this is actually what happens in my brain every single day in Israel.
2: That's okay. Um, Is there anything you wish you knew know before coming here?
1: So I think that I honestly did a really good job at preparing myself for this program because I'm perfect, obviously. So (laughs) So I will just talk about the things that I did tell myself before coming here that I appreciated that I did. So I first of all, I came in with no expectations which I think went really well because you don't know what's going to happen on this program. You have no idea. So if you come in thinking that everything's going to go a certain way, you're just going to be disappointed. So I came in just open to any possibilities and knowing this is the second thing that I needed to be a yes girl. I needed to say yes to everything. And that was another thing that made my last 10 months amazing because I said yes to every single opportunity
0: to every single stranger on the street. <laughs>
1: to every stranger on the street that wanted to be my friend.
2: Yeah, actually, I think, who was that? I think that was Menashe, that we asked him if he has one tip for the future fellows. And he said, just when someone invites you for Shabbat dinner, just say yes. Just say yes to these opportunities. And I think that this is a really good he's tip. He's
1: right, he's right. And, and we have all said yes to everything and... It's all been amazing. And we have the craziest stories because of it, yeah. which yeah. is a great
0: segue into our confessions time now. And let's hear some stories that people yes. have sent Ooh us. Yes. So the way it's gonna work, we basically um, edit a
2: link to our Instagram account that people could share anonymously, either questions they have about things they're dealing with now, or confessions about things that they've been through during the year. Um, so we're gonna start with the first one.
0: Okay. So this one was submitted through our Instagram. Um, And someone said, I love the program so much, but I'm so used to living by myself and the apartment conditions and living with so many messy people is getting to me. I'm considering even dropping the program. No one does our dishes. We couldn't flush toilet paper for five months. I just can't handle anymore. What do I do?
2: (laughs) I think this is a super relevant one because it happened to every other person on the program. Like you guys are all in your 20s. I don't know exactly when was the last time you guys shared rooms with people but in that age i don't think that it it, that it's as easy as it is in like summer camps and stuff like that um but wow what do you guys think
0: i mean yeah they put us up in uh listen it's not the worst thing in the world but it's like they don't have all the money in this big big giant budget so they cram us in as much as they can um, but I also think it's like you, you just, even if it was like a huge house, you just share
2: a yeah. home with yeah. more people that have different Definitely. life habits. than Yeah. Everybody. Every
1: apartment has at least four people in it. You're all sharing a small kitchen. You're all sharing mm-hmm. bedrooms. You're all sharing bathrooms. Everyone has a different, there's some people that probably have never cleaned their own apartments before. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. Apparently there's an apartment with seven people in it, seven mm-hmm. girls and they have one fridge. And so they all have to go grocery shopping every single day, which sounds Scary. But so it's it's just realistic. Like that's a huge part of the, your day-to-day and you're always you know having being surrounded by that. And so, I mean, something that worked for us, me and Marnie lived together, by the way. Um, something that worked for us was that we did like a cleaning schedule and like everyone had to be in charge of things every week. Um, obviously not everyone has like roommates that are willing to do that and are going to step up. But I feel like that could be a helpful start.
1: Right. We're also... Very luckily, we're a very confrontational apartment. Mm -hmm. So if we're having an issue, if you see, hey, you haven't done your dishes in three days, you have to do them, then it's done. The person does them and it's done. Or even yesterday, we saw that the apartment was getting dirty because we just kind of forgot about our cleaning schedule. And so we said, let's just do this together. Let's put on some music and take 30 minutes and we'll each assign ourselves a section of the house and we'll clean together.
0: Yeah. It ended up being like 15 minutes and we did the whole thing and it looked amazing.
1: Amazing is a strong word. (laughs) (laughs) Listen,
0: listen, listen.
2: (laughs) Well, the Compared to our child.
0: Yeah, well, the baseline of our apartment came... Oh, my God. When we first showed up to our place, it was so bad. There was, like, pots and pans that were full of rust. Like, it was very gross. Um, Our bathtub was not clean. So we we spent, like, the first two days cleaning up our apartment while everyone else was at the beach.
2: (laughs) But, But, you know, I obviously all of these practical solutions it's really great but i think it's one thing that you do need to remember when coming on a program that you're coming on a program Mm -hmm, like you don't mm -hmm. know who the people that you're gonna share a house with or a room with even and like each person obviously have a different life habit and cleaning habits and i just feel like it's something that like you need to come and be ready for like you could get lucky and have the clean the cleanest Mm -hmm. the cleanest roommates but then you also need to keep in mind that most likely. Like, you guys have your own life here, each one of a different schedule. Your apartment's gonna be messy and disgusting somewhat, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Which is a nice push sometimes. Like, I love things clean, but I've learned this year to...
2: To let sh- go, because because you, you just yeah. don't live by yourself. Like, yeah, obviously, if each one of you had their own apartment, it would have been look different than the way Rothschild looks now. Thank All you right. so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stam. Stam. Stam, Stam, I love your apartment, but you we know do too.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for that one, it's important to set that expectation with yourself and to also communicate with your roommates and make it fun and nice and put some music on and have a cleaning schedule. Yeah. Mama's. It's just
1: another challenge that you have to get through Can. on this
0: program.
2: It's another thing with being in a program. That's one of the challenges. That's true.
0: It's also like, a, at least for me, it was a huge fear when I first came in. I was like, who am I going to live with? What are they going to be like? And it's a it's a challenge And it, but it teaches you a lot of lessons which I really appreciated.
2: Okay. Confession number two.
0: Wow. Okay. I've
2: fallen deeply in love with my apartment mate over the past five months.
0: Wow. Yikes. But Yikes. they have Yikes. no
2: idea. It has been a torture to live together and to not be able to share my feelings, but I would never want to make things weird in the apartment and don't Oi. think that they would like me back like that anyways. Oi.
1: Wow. I cannot imagine. I, ooh. We live in really small spaces together.
0: Yeah, we were just saying that, like,
1: that's crazy. I can't imagine having that scenario right now.
0: That sounds like it sucks.
1: <laughs> Our program is so close and intertwined.
0: Yeah, you see the same people pretty much every day, at, at least once a week at programming. Our apartments are so tiny. We we're just saying like we constantly are interacting with each other. Like I don't go a day without seeing my roommates.
1: You know what, though? Do you want to keep this secret? Or do you want to, once the program's over, just shoot your shot, boy or girl, yeah. or whoever you are?
0: I, d- I do think it's fair, like, while you're still living together, like, maybe not, because. But then what? For like 10 months, you just hold your feelings in. Yeah, but then what if it gets weird? You've already been doing
1: it for five months. Yeah. What, what if it, it gets weird? so bad for them?
0: That's the worst. Because if it does go badly and they don't have the same feelings, oh, and I'm sure they probably saw people like if the other person is in a relationship or starting to date or seeing someone and then they obviously can hear about it or oh my god that probably sucks Mm -hmm. damn Hmm. honestly I don't know what I would do I don't
2: know either because there's like this one side that really like it's such a like if it's not um, mutual that's Mm -hmm. how I say that then it is kind of like sucks to still share an apartment with that person but then if it is mutual then you miss an opportunity of having Ah. a love story in
0: the program I, I think you... I would wait. I would wait. I don't know if I'd be able to wait. Oh, Marnie, we're so, we're so different. <laughs> I know we are.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an answer. Because yeah. it's really Sorry, diverse. <laughs> but best but we luck. share... We send a lot of hugs and love. And, <laughs> and definitely share your shot at
0: the end. That's Can, like can, can, can. The best... Like At that point, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> good luck to you. Good. Something I will say, I mean, we all know of people that have you know intermingled with other people in the program and if it does go badly like you will see them all the time so just be ready for that
2: well these two people live together
0: right even worse (laughs) yeah yeah i'm
2: so curious what group it's from i really want to know
0: well it's anonymous for a reason because we would be very (laughs) (laughs) stupid knowing this group All right, Marnie, Ticri. Okay, we have another question.
1: One of my students came out to me at the school, and I'm the only person that they told. I don't know how to handle this situation because I've never done something like this before, and I want to be there to support them. What should I do?
2: Okay, well. That's a great question. First, I think that says a lot about your job and how meaningful you guys can be, Mm. that you... stay the only person in the world that knows about this student. I think that's big. Huge.
0: Um,
2: Okay, my opinion about it is I personally think that anything you are not qualified for or anything that comes with taking responsibility for one of the students or someone else, then I think personally that you'd need to pass it forward. Like you don't have to share it with the kid parents or anything, but I'm pretty sure that every school I have like advisor. Mm. So, I would go and take her advice and then to not just keep it with me and with like in my responsibility as if it's something I don't know happens because they're still like kids or teenagers. And I just don't think it's a good idea to just keep this information within yourself, even though it's really flattering. and I think this is super cute and mm-hmm. and just shows like how big this job can be,
0: yeah, just making sure they feel comfortable. Like I've also had kids come up to me and like, Obviously I work with like elementary schoolers so they say sometimes like little silly things like I have a crush on this boy. And I'm like oh that's so cute. Yeah. And then they're like I don't know what to do about it. I'm like just be yourself. Like it's okay. <laughs> that's cute. And so just making sure like the that they feel comfortable and like confident and validated um but yeah that's that's a really hard situation to navigate especially if they're not comfortable like and i also we come from like the places that we work at sometimes aren't the most accepting of neighborhoods
1: right Um, we don't know how their families mm -hmm. react or how they would feel at home which is why they came to you they came to you because they they trust you and they know that it's a comfortable space for them
2: yeah And I think that's great, but that's also exactly why I think you should share it with someone who's professional on that subject. And I don't think this kid would necessarily, like they're probably not going to know that you talked about it with the advisor if you asked her not to, and then Mm. they can just take it from there, I guess.
0: Yeah. And then check in on them. Yeah. You know, make sure they Mm -hmm. feel heard and that you're there for them. But it was also really tough is that at the end of the year we leave, you know, and we're probably never going to see these kids again.
2: And It's another reason why we shouldn't take, like, a full responsibility over their secrets or or over their personal life. Like, at the end of the day, you are going to school to teach English, and I think that's amazing, and that's a big addition that you also create personal connections with them. But we can take things that it's not our qualification and that Mm. we're not responsible for. And that you can't, like, check in on once you're gone. So you can be there for them as, like, older siblings, but then... You can't keep their secrets with you. Mm. And, you know, especially things like that that could have, like, qu- consequences. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I'm, was good. I'm trying. I'm going to take morning tips of how to learn a new language. <laughs>
0: You're Shai's amazing, Shai. English is amazing. She always is. Mushlam. Mushlam.
1: Mushlamet.
0: Okay, I have another one. This one's kind of funny. I just found out that my roommate is seeing the same guy that I went on a horrible Tinder date with two weeks ago. Which I talked really poorly about him with her, and I can't believe she didn't notice all of the flaws that I noticed. Do I tell her? Ooh. Wow. It was the same guy. Uh-oh. Wait, did it say that the roommate's, like,
2: seriously seeing him, or just went on, like, a date? Uh, I don't. I just found out that my roommate is
0: seeing the same guy. Okay, wow. That could mean a lot of things.
2: I mean, I personally think that as a friend, and I want to believe that if you guys are roommates, then you have like some connection. Um, I would want to know. Yeah,
0: yeah, For sure. Tell her.
2: But it is crazy, like how sometimes different people see different things, and how this one roommate saw like tons of like red
0: flags or whatever it's written, and the other one. Really just isn't, isn't seeing
1: them yet. I know, but yeah. it also shows
0: how small this country is, like so tiny. Uh-huh. I like, was just gonna Tinder, say, especially
1: the city, Tel Aviv.
0: Tinder has the same ten people on it on rotation. I think, like I everyone, it's a small, small place, and so people are gonna. Even if you know someone, let's say in their friend group, like then their friend, like they have. You always say this, like yeah. you can just look on their Instagram and you'll probably have like five mutual followers with them, and then you could figure out. Uh-huh. Each no, one, the
2: Israelis love
1: Instagram, yeah. and they they. We'll say, oh, give me Instagram And you give it to them. <laughs> and you see the only mutual followers are like three other girls from Masa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Yeah.
2: But it's also like, it's not the point of the question, but I think it's raised like a really important point. And I think we also talked about it on the first episode, but it, like this part of Israel and Israel in general, just like super small. Yeah. So it's not surprising that they've been on the same, that they're roommates, but have been
0: dating the same guy. Yeah. Okay. what's funny though is that the other one didn't find the red flags yeah and I wonder why I mean you listen everyone has different tastes everyone yeah. you know maybe he was having an off day right. you're the gonna have to tell him eventually well. honestly yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean you're going to come to the apartment and then you're going to be like, "Oh, hey dude." <laughs> <laughs> in the picture it didn't
0: look like it's you. So I never said anything. So sorry. She never showed me your photo. Ken. I just you have so, a very common name. So definitely tell yeah. tell her. It's like yeah. a good friend. <laughs> I mean every person we've met in this country is either Yuval, Omri, oh, or guy or guy. Like
1: Ishai, Amitai, Lian. Okay, next confession. On my first day, after moving into my new apartment in Israel, my five roommates and I got stuck in our elevator.
0: Okay. Hmm. We Marnie, Marnie, did you rate this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this your confession? This is anonymous, Leah. Yeah, it's totally Marnie, you Marnie, this guys. literally happened to us. Well, it could have happened to someone else too.
0: <laughs> okay. But it also happened well, to let us. Let me just
1: tell the the story that the anonymous person said. Oh, instead. this anonymous random party. <laughs> Uh, this person spent the whole day in the hospital on their first day moving in, and then finally got to go home. And she was so hungry. Aww. she wasn't hungry actually, but they. her roommates were so. She they. wasn't
2: hungry because her and her coordinator, when they were in the hospital, they ordered Indian food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, Indian? That's perfect for. I mean, I don't know for this for, person, hospital, for this person's room. allergies that they have, <laughs> that they might have. That our coordinator just didn't know about these allergies because back we then. just because, because it was they the first just day. Met each other. <laughs>
1: And then they, she finally got home, and her roommates were starving. And so they got into the elevator to go get burgers, which turned out to be the worst burgers in the, this, whole, country. the whole country. But we thought they were good because we were just excited to be here. It's our first day. Sorry, they were just excited to be there. And they got in the elevator.
0: Marnie, this was us. Stop saying that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for some reason, they thought they could fit six people into a... To a three people elevator, three people. If that elevator made probably in like seventeen hundred, and they got super stuck, and
0: it was so embarrassing. It was kind of awesome though, mind you. We're all exhausted from moving in all day, and then we're in there panicking. One of our friends like fully is like super claustrophobic.
1: We were freaking out. We were like, "How could we be so idiotic?"
0: And then we—that's exactly what I thought too. Right i got Thank home you. which is such a stereotype <laughs> like of course it the was so embarrassing no because like, like to me
2: i had the most exhausting day with you in an emergency room and then i got home i swear god the moment i sat on the couch a phone call
0: yeah we, we called you from elevator. Elevator. Well, so first first we pressed the button obviously the emergency button mind you the emergency button was written in hebrew and i none of us could read hebrew that well it was our first day and we're all like oh uh, i think this is a red button let's press it so we pressed it nothing was really happening and some of them like oh we just had our, our seminar they they told us that if an emergency happens we have to call oh, what, yeah 101 or <laughs> 101. something so she called them but it i was called so- them but they were first of all speaking in hebrew and i'm panicking my hebrews like not that great and so they're saying all these fancy words i'm like english please and they're like what you want someone to speak to you in english for some reason they were like we've never had an emergency with someone who speaks only english like they didn't know what i was saying
1: and, and I was didn't like, you call like the ambulance by accident or like call the, the ambulance i didn't know what to call i've never been <laughs> stuck in an elevator it was our first day
0: and we were so tired and then um they were like don't worry we'll be there in like five minutes or whatever and i was like cool and then we're like just chilling we start taking selfies <laughs> we're like do you guys want to play a game <laughs> <laughs> and the people from the we building... We also don't know each
1: other very well. We just met like The people from the building order. that we never met before that <laughs> I'm sure couldn't wait for us to move in were taking videos of us. Yeah, oh, the,
0: really? Yes. yes. Yes, they were taking pictures of us and they were like, these stupid American girls. It was awful. And
1: then people finally came to take us out. It was the fire, the fire department. Gorgeous firemen. And it was six beautiful yeah. Israeli firemen. <laughs>
2: and and we they had like, like shove the door off. You it. guys are cute. This story, <laughs> every... The detail that you add to it just shows the stereotype that you guys are
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god they were so Army. beautiful you know they were though
0: they really were mm-hmm. I'm sure they were but, but we man. were also
2: delusional so
0: we also were rescued anyone. and then we had our and Marnie didn't
2: sleep for like uh, two nights days yeah sleep and Marnie didn't sleep for like two nights
0: <laughs> 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 all right ah oh,
2: memories times that I thought of quitting my job
0: J- day one day
2: one <laughs> No, day one was the day I thought of. Maybe that's, this maybe, is it. Maybe I me. need a different Maybe figure. this group <laughs> Thank sucks. You, Thank <laughs> you, Thank you for bonding. guys, year. look at us
0: now. Aw, besties. Look at us now. Mm-hmm. That's actually a great segue into the next um, confession. Someone said that they are making Aliyah soon, which yes. is so exciting. Excellent choice. Congratulations. Coming from two people who are going to make Aliyah also. And... Then they said, and I think I'm getting in over my head. I don't have any family here and I don't really speak the language very well. And I'm scared to live permanently on mm-hmm. the other side of the world. Wow,
1: that is relatable.
2: Yeah, heavy. You know, you know but I think that every person I talked with that gonna make Aliyah or made Aliyah, like, they sound like the scariest thing and like, such a big change and it is. But like I feel like it's important to, to keep in mind that it's not permanently. like mm. If you're here for like a month, two months, a year, and you want to go back, then you can. It's yeah. not like you're stuck here forever. For sure. So I think that's, as much as it comes with a lot of scary things, and um, how do you say? Um, a lot of scary things. <laughs>
1: but at the same time, I think that the beginning of anything is really hard. So, if the first yeah. few months aren't going your way, I don't think you should just give up and go home. I totally. Should no,
2: th- I don't. The other side a, yeah, I didn't mean of going home, but I meant of like, it's not like you come here and you cannot. Right. Leave. I mean, obviously, give it a chance, and Israel also gives a really good support system, and you get totally. money, and you get Ulpan, and there's so many people here in the exact same... There's, like, a really big Olim community.
0: Yes, and also, a lot of people in the program make Aliyah. In our group, just uh-huh. Batyam, there's 20 people, and the fact that 12 of us are, like, seriously considering making Aliyah is... Absurd, like those numbers are ridiculous. I've told so many people this statistic because it's unreal, but also, like, we, we have the community of each other to like uh, support one another. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in our position, so yeah. many, and we have shy, Hi. we
2: have shy, we have shy. <laughs> it's
0: the best, but also, um,
2: I think that even if you don't have a community from your own group, then it's so easy to find a community in Israel mm-hmm. in many, many ways. There is Facebook groups for anything yeah there's groups they for olim there's group for a lot who are just girls there's group yes. for, for Bel- i don't know B- yeah if you if you like to do yoga there's like many communities yes. of that if you like to cook there's many like you can just find many people here just find like a, a different groups by what they like to do or their own interest intren, interest 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 okay. every
1: person that i've met here, that made Alia has a different story. One person is going to dance classes. One, yeah. One person is going to. I, dance. My best
0: friend, she just, like, she also made Aliyah, like, about a year ago. She randomly, like, two weeks ago, found this sailing trip in Greece. She's never been sailing before mm-hmm. and actually hates boats. I was like, I looked at her, I was like, are you sure about this, my love? And she was like, yeah, it could be fun and random. And it was this group of Olim and they all want to go sailing in Greece. And I was like, girl, live it up. Have fun. There but there's also-
1: nothing like moving to israel there's so many people that have done it that are yeah you have to football. remember
0: your reason why you wanted to make aliyah and like right. that's like something that is a I, at least every time i speak to someone who made aliyah they always say like you know it's very different from the program like the program they hold our hand like literally mm-hmm. anytime i have a little issue i just text shy i'm like can you call the at-home doctor for me and then she <laughs> does it and then they come and so like it's a lot of hand-holding like you don't realize like how expensive things are because the program covers Nakhon. a lot of those costs for you and so it it's n- you have to be very re- realistic when you begin it like it's gonna be a hard process but you just have to be ready that it's gonna be yeah. awesome and remind yourself the reason why you're coming here
2: Nakhon. and I think that the really good tip is what Marnie said earlier is say yes to different mm. options people are friendly and people want to m- meet new people What if it's Israelis or what if it's other olim chadashim in the same position as mm-hmm. you and I think that any person would have many opportunities to create social life and there's many work positions for English speakers and yeah, I think you just need to take this challenge with both hands, keep in mind that worst case, worse, you can always go back but then really give it a chance and find a, like a community or a few communities and make friends
0: totally absolutely.
1: Ma-mash. I'm excited for you
2: and use what a country gives you it's money and
0: it's support and it's Hebrew and it's Arabic yes okay and then our final confession is a little juicy um really short one actually and it just says i'm in love with my coordinator mm-hmm. wow. so it's actually me i made that confession i'm in love with you Jai. <laughs> i'm in love with you also that's okay yeah so no okay. Yeah. that wasn't me but uh, i do we actually think this person's in love with their coordinator i mean I what do know. you what do you do in, that's juicy what do you do in that situation how would you feel about that Jai?
2: Very uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> I th- I guess the word in love is so big. I'm sure this person is just crushing their coordinator, mm, mm. but don't confess your feelings. <laughs>
0: don't do it no don't. it's you're not,
2: not. <laughs> yeah it's just a crush it's gonna go my kilo.
0: right they're like in a position of power can 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 just, core. and also like we interact with you so much and like like i just said like i even if i stub my toe when i need to see the doctor like i need to text you immediately so <laughs> you you're gonna don't don't, do don't mess with that <laughs> don't mess with that it that's like worse than thanks for the confession though but keep it to yourself but don't do it <laughs> yeah don't tell us don't tell anyone um it's like it's one thing to like have, have a crush on someone who's on your program or like your roommate or whatever but like your that coordinator draws a line i think
2: can it's first illegal second no <laughs> chance that illegal it's can it's like you can't how do you i don't know how to say it in english but when you're in a workplace and a higher position from someone like you can't in hebrew we say a rot.
0: really that's like can. a
2: law that's a law. It's, a, it's in the contract. It's, first, it's in. I don't. Well. Alte Like, I'm not sure how, it, how the law is on the Israeli oh. law. But, like, by our contracts, it's illegal. First, it's not really m- 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 moral. Moral, yeah. Third, yes, I'm pretty sure that it's also illegal. Like, if you have Whoa. a boss and you date them, that, like, that makes a lot of sense that it's, mm. you're just mm. not supposed to date them. I mean, we're not your boss, but we're still. Like, we're responsible for you.
0: No, you are, yeah. Ooh.
2: Anyway, don't break the law. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Ken. Okay. Sorry to break your heart. But but this is cute. That was a cute last confession. Aww. Um. Dove. Dove. Guys, I really like this episode. It's so interesting to hear different stories, questions, things that people.
0: I want to know who wrote everything.
2: Ken, Mama, DM me. Know. DM me. <laughs> just, just tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Marni, Toda for being here with us today and oh, thank share you about your h- Hebrew learning process.
1: I had so much fun speaking with you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> next time, only in Hebrew. Ken. Oh, okay. Liush, oh, Todaraba for sharing with us your perspective. Thank you for you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye,
0: Bye, This podcast was hosted by Shai Shirtit, produced by Leah Cohen, edited by Harry Moore. Special thank you to Bet Ariel Studios. This podcast is entirely created and operated by Israel Experience in collaboration with Massah Israel Teaching Fellowship participants and employees, and is completely independent of Massah and any of its related companies, entities, or organizations. We are not in any way connected to them, nor do we receive any financial support or other means of support from them. We are, however, proud to be able to bring you this podcast which features the perspectives from Israel-experienced participants and employees.